Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife, Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Hey, Gabe, thanks for being a part of the program. I can't believe I'm sitting across from you. It's interesting. Really, the first time I saw you was probably two months ago. About a little more than two months, yeah. You were mad. Yeah. You were mad. Still kind of am. Yeah, yeah, but what, I mean, tell me how you got to Heartlight in the first place. I remember on August 22nd, so Thursdays, like 4 or 5 a.m. early in the morning, all lights in my room came on, and I seen, I heard my mom. She was talking to me. She was saying how I had to get up. So at first I thought I was, like, late for school, and then I seen mm-hmm. the clock, and it was, like, 5 in the morning. And I was like, what are you doing, Mom? Like, why are you waking me up? And then I seen, like, two, like, big dudes in my room, like, looking over me. And I was like, what's going on? I was confused. I was upset. And, like, they told me they was going to take me away. So they, like, took me out of my bed, like, put handcuffs on me and took me into a car, and they drove me here. And then I got here, and I was I was so mad. I still kind of am, but I, I was so mad because like I, I didn't know what was going on. I don't know anything about this place. Wow. I didn't know like why I was getting sent here. I didn't know I was getting sent here. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything, and so I was I was really mad for sure. Well, I'd be mad too. Yeah. And I'm sorry that that happened like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I. That's not the way any of us want it to to go. Most of the time, yeah. probably 95 percent of the time, we want parents to tell. Their kids, hey, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. So your your parents had to be scared or something. I don't know. I guess. I'm, well, who, who knows? So what was going on to get you here? I mean, to get to that point. I mean, I mean things had to be spinning out of control. Yeah, I mean, things weren't going like great. Like my relationship with my parents hasn't really been good for the past couple of years. Like we're always fighting because we're always disagreeing. Yeah. And like this summer, like I kind of started like doing more. I guess I started like selling acid and like. Kind of started in like moving heavy weight. I started drinking a lot. I started smoking a lot. Um, I, I just wasn't. I just wasn't home a lot. Like, yeah, I, I would always come home to spend the night because I knew the home was a safe place. But like during the day, I was usually at work or I was with my friends or I was selling. I was always doing something. I was always like, wow, making money. I, that's what I was worried. About. I was worried about making money for sure. Wow. Well, then, then they were just going. We're not doing this anymore. And I and- guess so. Like I, I, I guess I. I don't even fully know why they sent me out. I think I guess they were worried that like something was gonna happen. I think they were worried that I was gonna probably like get hurt or go to jail because I've been on probation since May. So I think they were afraid that I was gonna get caught up for doing something that it wasn't yeah. gonna end well and they weren't gonna be able to do anything about it. Do you think you were headed that way? Uh, I mean, like initially when I first got here, I didn't think so because like my principal like told me that I was under investigation by HPD. So I kind of started like. I stopped selling and I stopped doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing before because I knew that, like, if they got a warrant that I would go down and that I would be in a lot of trouble. But, I mean, like, just objectively, yeah, I think I probably could have gone to jail or could have had a court case for sure. Wow. Potentially, yeah. So, 
mean, at some point you go, I can't be doing this anymore. Yeah, we'll definitely have to recognize, like, there was starting to be a problem because, like, everything that I was doing, like, morally wrong or not, like, it's still all against the law. And so, like, at the end of the day, if I ever do get caught up or somebody ever snitches me out or, like, tells somebody or if anyone ever sees me or hears me at the wrong place at the wrong time, like, I definitely could have gone down and gotten arrested. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think has been your biggest challenge living at home? I mean, over the last three, four years. At home, I'll probably say dealing with my parents, just because like we don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so we're always arguing, and fighting, and disagreeing, probably. So when you spend time in counseling here, group meetings, and all that, that opening up any doors for you? Are you seeing things? I mean, I'm definitely starting to recognize stuff that I was doing that probably wasn't healthy. Like I'm definitely starting to recognize like a lot of like kind of issues, I guess, about myself that I wasn't really thinking about back home. But now that I'm able to, like, take a step back from everything and kind of see things objectively, like, yeah, I think it has helped me. Yeah, kind like, of like, like what? What have you seen that's Well, different? I've definitely seen that, like, I was really impulsive a lot of the stuff that I did. And, like, that's never good to be impulsive all the time. Like, and not only that, but just kind of, like, the way that I talk sometimes, like, my counselor, Zach, he kind of told me, like, the way I talk, like, impacts how people perceive me. And so, like, even if I'm not trying to be, like, negative or condescending, like, sometimes I'm perceived that way. And that kind of, like, was something that I never really thought of before. Wow. Well, I think you—I I mean, I'm sitting here going, you're communicating well. You're 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 jumping out there and talking. It's not like you're holding back and you're shy. I go, there's something good about the way you talk. You would be very convincing to a lot of people. I just really like the English language. Like, I think that, like, the whole concept of language has always been something that, like— impresses me and kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. has been like intricate and interesting to me. Yeah. I've always thought that like the English language is like something that's like so important especially because like yeah, yeah. it's just air, it's just words but like the words that people say is able to like convey what's in their head and it's able to like affect what's in other people's head and change like how they feel and how they think and I just think it's like a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? What do you think you're going to be doing? I don't know. Like, I'd love to write a book or a movie or write a screenplay. Really? Like That's kind of like the end goal, yeah. I want to, like, write a book or a movie about my life just because, like, a lot of this stuff that's happened to me, like, I don't feel like I'm anybody special, but just some of the stuff that's happened to me I think is so crazy, like, you couldn't even make it up. And so I, I just, like, want to put that out there because I think it's really cool. Like, just the fact that everything in my life has, like, led up to where I'm at right now and, like, what's happened and how everything, like, kind of, like, converges, I guess. I yeah, just yeah, think it's yeah. really cool and interesting. And how old are you? I'm 16. Wow, 16 and want to write a book. Yeah. That's surprising. That's surprising, but I mean, I think that's pretty I cool. So. I I've, I don't think I've met any other sixteen year old that goes, "I want to write a book," but that's kind of cool. Making a movie, a screenplay. Yeah, I was about my life. Really, like I was thinking about writing like an autobiography, kind of, kind of like, and then making that into a movie. I guess so. I, I think like the book will probably come first because I think like that's kind of like the most important part, like getting it all down and writing and like yeah, making yeah. sure it's like clear and concise. I guess. What do you think the title of the book would be? I don't know. I haven't even thought about it that much. I, I'm just, I just like, it's just kind of like ideas in my head. It's not like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a plan or anything. Well, you seem to think a lot. Do I you? I do. Yeah, I like to think. The, I well, think the human mind is like the most powerful thing on this earth. Okay, so what's the biggest challenge for your parents, for you and your parents? What's it going to be? I would say probably communication. Yeah. Because, like I said, we, we don't really see eye to eye. We don't see the same, and so I think that's always been a problem. Are you stubborn? I can be stubborn, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to, like, lie to you. Like, I can for well, sure I mean, be stubborn. It, it, I mean, but both of us, both parties, I guess. Yeah, if yeah. you're if you're good with your words, it'll make you great in the workplace. 
it can be your greatest hindrance at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the way that it works. It's yeah. kind of like if you're a if you're a lawyer and you argue well for work, mm-hmm. and you come home and argue, it's going to be your greatest. It's not hindrance. good, yeah, yeah. So you got to. You're right, that yeah, one out. for sure. Okay, so if there's if there's parents out there listening to us that have a kid that's just like you, how could those parents help you? What is any insight I, that I you would have? say? Just like like talk to your kids, like address what's going on, and like try to. Help them, help them understand. Try to like relate to them and understand like what's going on and like talk through it, so that that way you they can see that what they're doing is a problem. Maybe what you're doing is a problem. Yeah. Just so that y'all are like understanding and communicating, because like I don't want anybody to have to go through what I've gone through. Yeah. Not because what I've gone through is bad, but just because like I, I didn't want it this way, and I, I can't imagine any kid would want it this way. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, thanks for your insight, man. Thanks for being a part of the yeah, program. Sure, thanks for having me. It's amazing how quick this time goes. But uh, yeah, I know is. there's parents out there going, he's giving me something to think about. So that's good. I hope so. Cool. Thanks, man. Nobody cares more about their teen than moms. But even moms can get discouraged and distracted when watching their teen go through those difficult adolescent years. You can feel alone and helpless, unable to know how to encourage your teen. It can get hard to trust God's goodness in the midst of such hard times. Mark Gregston knows the feeling. That's why he wrote Prayers for My Teen. It's a book of prayers and devotionals to help moms keep their eyes on God and their hearts uplifted, even when your teen is struggling. Prayers for My Teen is a great addition to your purse, bedside, glove compartment, or desk drawer as a simple way of reminding you of God's faithfulness to you and love for your family. Get your copy of Prayers for My Teen at parentingteenresources.org. Hey, Anna, thanks for being a part of the program today. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you, how did you end up Coming to Heartline, what was going on in your family that somebody says, well, I think you need to go live someplace else for a while? I mean, I didn't know I was coming here. Yeah. Um, there was just a bunch of events that were going on. I was just <laughs> smoking a bit, yeah. and I was just, like, hanging out with this— I mean, my parents didn't know about a guy, but, like, I don't know. And then one day my parents told me that we were, you know, going down to get places for yeah. my dad to, like, maybe work at. And, like, I don't know, it just made sense. And then we came down here, and, like, we were driving, like, coming here, and they were, like, we're sending you to a boarding school. Wow. So that was surprising to me. So, So, I mean, did it catch you by surprise where you were just kind of going, I'm not sure why I'm here? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it made sense that they were going to do something because my mom said they just didn't know what to do. And... I don't know. Events like came pretty fast. It was in like six months. Everything yeah. just changed. Like I went downhill in like six months. Why do you think you went downhill so quick? I don't. Mm, well, I transferred schools uh, midway through my junior year. I don't know. It was just a different group of people, I guess. And I don't know. I think I kind of wanted to live like my high school life, the last bit that I had. Yeah. So. Maybe not in the best way, but... Yeah, just making poor choices or... Yeah, I just... I mean, I knew it wasn't good, but it was like what everyone else was doing. Yeah, and yeah. I just wanted to be like every other kid, I guess. Why do you think that was? Did you feel like you weren't like everybody else? Or was it just that you 
wanted to fit in? I wanted to fit in because at my old school, I didn't have like many friends. Do you remember the first time you started to do things that maybe you weren't supposed to do? I do mean, the, do you remember the feelings that you got from that? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was like cool. I guess I don't know. With my friend group, like I knew that they were like smoking and stuff, and I, I remember telling them I was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna do that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it." And then eventually, I guess I just kind of caved in. I was like, "It can't be that bad." Yeah. And then it got bad. So. Yeah. It was bad enough that mom and dad say, let's go find something different. Yeah, they didn't know about it until like one day I came in and my parents were like, we're going to drug test you. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, and then yeah. everything just fell back. Yeah. So. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's got to be hard hearing that, okay, you're going to go to a boarding school. Yeah. I mean, so how did that affect you initially? Was it? Was it another sense of rejection from somebody that you felt? I mean, I kind of felt upset. Like when I, f- like finding out, Yeah, I was just kind of like angry with them because I was like, I finally got like the life I wanted. Like I had friends and like, I liked the school yeah. and it was going to be my senior year and just being a normal kid. Like I'm finally like everybody else now yeah. and I'm being sent away and like, I was like, I'm 17. I felt like at first it was them being like, she only has one more year left before yeah. like she's out of the house and we'll just let somebody else deal with her kind of thing. Like mm. I had that in my mind. Yeah. And then like being you think, here. Do you think that now? Not as much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I deserve to be here. Like, I think it's good that I'm able to, like, get help yeah. and, like, work things out with my parents. Okay, so when you say get help. Just, like, work on my relationship with my parents. Yeah. And, like, fix my own stuff, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be good, though. Like, it, do, you feel it, like, do you feel like you're broken? Sometimes there are days, but, like, I know that, like, it's going to help me in the end. Like, like things are going to get better. Yeah. But there are days where I'm like, this is, like, stupid, but... Yeah. I mean, I like it here. Yeah. I mean, when I they told me it was a boarding school, I thought it was like like those like all girls boarding schools oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. not even like the whole like helping everything just Counseling a boarding and school. Everything else, yeah. I just thought it was a boarding school and I was like and it was Texas too and I was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> so it like freaked me out. And I thought we were like looking at the place at first. Yeah. And I was like freaking out and I was like, wait, am I like not coming back with you guys? And yeah. they're like, no. And I was like, oh, wow. oh no. Was there any sense of relief that maybe I mean, you can get some help for whatever it is that you felt like you needed help in? I felt like it was good to get a break from my parents a bit. Yeah. Just because like they were always on me. And like towards the end, I just kind of gave up. Like when I got caught smoking, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, if you, like, get up and, like, you know, live your, like, just, like, do normal things, you know, you'll get your freedom back. Yeah. And I did that, and I got my freedom back, and then I got in trouble again. Yeah. And after that, they, like, took away everything. Yeah. So I was like, there's literally no point. I just kind of, like, gave up, I guess. Wow. So I wow. pierced my nose, <laughs> and yeah. I was just, like, they got really upset with that. And then, like, two weeks later, they were like, we're going on a trip. Wow. And I don't know. It was really surprising because I was supposed to start school that next Tuesday. Yeah. But like, are you learning stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I'm glad there's school, and like, I'm learning about like myself too. Yeah. 
And I'm glad we have, like, counseling and stuff that's really nice. Good. And, like, bonding with other people. Oh, cool. So. Cool. Yeah, I like my house. It's nice. Well, you're a sweetheart. I mean, y- you are. You're a jewel. And it, I always wonder, why is everybody here? And what are they supposed to learn? And mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen? But it's interesting to me that everybody eventually gets to a point where they go, you know, I don't want to do it again. But yeah. I got something out of it, and I'm better off for it. Mm-hmm. Do you think like, you'd be better off for it? Yeah, and I feel like it's good because, you know, like after here, I have like college or like I'm on my own. Yeah. And it's kind of good to like get that before I leave yeah. here. Yeah. Because I feel like if I wasn't here, I mean, even though I got in trouble, I feel like eventually I'd go down the same path again. Yeah, maybe it's keeping you from that in the future. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Just like thinking about like college and stuff too was just kind of like, yeah. you know, I don't want to like end up back where I was before. Yeah, I hear you. It was a wreck. Yeah. And there isn't somebody to like, I mean, my parents aren't there. Yeah. But like here kind of like helps me realize that like what's wrong and like that type of stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps me in track, I guess. Wow. You love your parents? Our relationship was good. Yeah. But like, I've always had this sense of like, having trouble like loving because like I don't know like even like the girls will notice in our house Mm. like they'll always be like love you and I always like don't say it back because it's just like I don't know it just seems kind of there it's just a tough word for you yeah I don't know I always got in trouble and like anytime like I got caught they would always be like we like still love you and it was just kind of like doesn't seem like it and like I don't know it just kind of seems like that word's kind of thrown around but like they're still like my parents, yeah. but like, I feel like, I don't know. It's just weird. You're trying to figure, well, you know, I, I would think more than anything else that, that this would be my prayer for you is that you learn what love is, mm-hmm. that you would be able to easily identify it and know what it is and, mm-hmm. and kind of figure that out. Because, I mean, love's a confusing thing sometimes. And, yeah. And I go, like, I don't throw that around that much. I don't throw that word around at all. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so that that would be a neat thing for you to to be able to experience here or to learn about, you know, more than anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like in counseling too. Yeah, we kind of like talk about it and like oh good, like forgiveness and all that stuff. Yeah, like learning how to like forgive myself and like all that stuff. So it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely hard, but yeah, yeah, it kind of just makes me think about a lot of stuff, which cool. is kind of good. Cool. Well, keep thinking. So. Keep thinking. Okay. Thanks for being a part of the program. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.